You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Alright, so today we're going to just look at something I believe will help us. Let's look at Isaiah 60 verse 1. Um, if you've been following, you will observe that when we have a word, we stay with it. And the reason is that it takes time for God's word to digest in your spirit. It's not enough for a man to have food in his mouth. If you put food in your mouth and you don't chew and swallow, the nutrients from that food don't get into your bloodstream. There are many believers that the nutrients of God's word doesn't get into the circumstances of their life. So they are like the individual that put food in his mouth, tasted it, but spat it out. It means that he did not swallow. And so as long as you didn't swallow, the word or the food will not have any effect. The energy in the food will not come, go into your bloodstream. God's word is energy. Amen. Are we together? So sometimes we stay with the word over and over again to get it to digest for the energy in the word of God to get into your spirits. So we've been looking at Isaiah 60 verse 1. It's not enough to be able to quote scripture. Some of you have so many scriptures that you can quote. You can quote Psalm 23. You can quote John 3.16. But the point, point here is the, is the energy that is in that scripture, is it in your system? The energy that is in that scripture, is it in your finances? The energy of that scripture, is it in your health? The energy of that scripture, is it in your family? The energy of that scripture, is it speaking in your career? If it is not, then the scripture has not been fulfilled. The Bible says for the entrance of the word. What does it do? It gives light. Amen. Okay? So if it has not penetrated, it cannot give light. Let's read this together. I want to go. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Can we just read it from verse 1 to 3? Alright, let's just read it down. Okay, let's start again. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And verse 3. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. Glory to God. I want to talk to you this morning on shining through the spirit. But when I came up stage, I just discovered that I have to prepare you for it. Amen. But let's see how far we'll go. Now, listen. When it comes to the Word of God, 
anytime you're reading God's word, it's important to know when an instruction is given and when you are told that something is already yours. Are we together? You should be able to differentiate that. In this scripture, it gave an instruction and then it's telling you the outcome. If you follow that instruction or you align with that instruction, this is what will happen. That even if there is gross darkness on the earth, darkness upon the earth, and darkness over the people of the earth, that glory will be seen on you. It means that you'll be different. Amen. Listen, if there's one thing I discovered when I got born again, was that God has chosen, made up his mind, is determined to make me distinct. Amen. Amen. So, I'm not supposed to experience what someone that doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior is experiencing. I'm not supposed to go through the same thing that someone that has not received Christ is going through. I'm not. Has your light come? Has your light come? Has your light come? Amen. When you got born again, you received light. Hmm. Why do Christians have different experiences? The same salvation, different experiences. Have you ever thought of that? You see, some will come, I'm, uh, I've met people that will say, oh, I've, uh, salvation is very hard. Being born again is very hard. Then I meet people who say, ah, born again is very easy. Two of them are correct. Because they are only expressing their experiences. So why do we have different experiences, even if we have the same salvation? We have the same spirit. Why do we have different experiences? Let me explain this to you. The experience, I've said it several times, and I want it to dawn on your heart. Your experience of salvation will be determined by your understanding of salvation. Amen. It's how you understand it that will determine your own experience. I've talked about three categories of, of, of believers. We've talked about the defeated Christian, the defeated believer. Why is, is he defeated? He believes that this world is just to suffer. All right? It's when we leave this world that we'll start enjoying. So he accepts anything that comes. Satan can step on his head. Satan can harass him. Satan can take everything that belongs to him. And he will just say, yes, this world is not my home. Are you understanding me? That's the defeated Christian. Why is he defeated? Because he, un- he doesn't understand that salvation is victory delivered. Amen. Are we together? He doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand the victory part of our salvation. So he accepts. Some of them read the scripture says, oh, the scripture says that uh, uh, the sufferings of Christ. But they didn't read the glory that follows. Amen. They didn't read that there is the sufferings of Christ and the, that we are partakers of the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should be revealed. And that glory has been revealed. Christ in you is the hope of that glory. 
So they don't know that. So they accept to be defeated. And some of you here fall into that category. You take whatever comes your way. What can I do? What can I do? Who am I? What can I do? That means you're not shining. Praise God. The second category are the militant believers. The ones that believe that Satan is your mate. And that if you don't fight, you know, you know it's just like someone say, um, um, it, it, it's just, you, 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 it's just, you'll just be lucky to defeat Satan. So every day, they're killing witches. They're killing wizards. Anytime you hear them pray, 75% or 90% of their prayers are prayers against demonic forces. Listen, you are in bondage. They have you where they want you. 90% of their prayers are about demonic forces and demons. Read your New Testament. 90% of the prayers in New Testament are thanksgiving prayers. Thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes manifest the service of his knowledge by us. Now, thanks, now, thanks, which gives us the victory. Now, thanks be unto God. Are you understanding? Always thanks. Meaning that being at that militant phase is living less than what Jesus had provided for you. It, don't, don't be mistaken. They are believers. The defeated one is also a believer. He will be like the story of that. Uh, it's an old story. Uh, my, I, my, my dad had told the story. So it's, it's that old. Of how a, a fellow boarded a plane. And then on the plane, they were sharing refreshments. And they brought biscuits for him. He said no. Everything they offered, they offered him a drink. He said no. They offered him food. He said no. Until they arrived at the destination he was going to. And then, someone else said, was something wrong with the food on the plane? You rejected everything. He said, ah, I did not pay for food. Then they said, did you pay for a ticket? Say yes. The food is in the ticket. The drink is in the ticket. Oh, he didn't know that. So he was rejecting everything. That's how the defeated Christian is. He doesn't know that the healing is in the tickets. He doesn't know that the prosperity is in the tickets. Amen. He doesn't know that the victory is in the tickets. That ticket to heaven you were given. Every other thing is inside that ticket. See, when you got born again, um, because we have a short time, so I can't go into all the scriptures. When you get born again, Everybody born into this world has a ticket to hell. Amen. Amen. You saw it's on your forehead. You just come out with it. A ticket to hell. That's why you were born down. Because you are going down. <laughs> Amen. So you have to be born again and born up. Amen. Now, you have a ticket. Every man that was born into this world came with a ticket to hell. But Jesus on the cross had canceled that ticket. Are we together? 
Now, the day you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, you collect a new ticket. Amen. Amen. To, to, to heaven. To life. Hallelujah. Now, that understanding of salvation changes your experience. You're no more trying to, you know, you're just struggling, you know, anything that happens to you. You, know, you talk like every other person in the world. Say, what can we do? They want to kill us. Last year it was this. Now it's Corona. We don't know what they will do again. Who is the day? Amen. Why are you talking like that? I'm not a defeated Christian. There's no defeat in me. There's no thought of defeat in my mind. Amen. Are we together? To prove how you are so defeated, even in your dream, everywhere you are running. How can you sleep from 9 p.m. at night and wake up by 6 a.m. in the morning? You had nine hours of sleep. You wake up, you are still tired. Why are you tired? You were running in your dream. Always defeated. And so you have accepted life that way. Then the militant one is the one I said that he believes in victory, but he believes in victory by special struggles. He doesn't believe in the victory of Jesus. He believes in the victory of his might. That one is saying, it's by might, it's by power, not by the Spirit. Say it me. The scripture said, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Meaning that, hey, for you to be triumphant, you need the spirit in your life. When the spirit is absent, the flesh will have to try to attempt to do what only the Holy Spirit can do. God is not against your intelligence. And God is not against being intelligent. But remember that every human intelligence is nothing compared to the intelligence of God. Hallelujah. So what God wants is that you should be willing to submit your intelligence to the intelligence of the Holy Spirit. What? There are certain things. Human intelligence has limits. So if you want to shine based on human intelligence, you will have limitations. There's an extent you will go. Human intelligence has its limits. No matter how far you go, look at what's happening in the world today. Many years ago, there was a recession. It means human intelligence failed. They could not solve the problem. Corona has come. Amen. They are running up and down. Are we together? Imagine that. You know, some of us trust the world system so much. Oh, I've seen people living in developed parts of the world. They trust their system. They trust their transport system. They trust their health system. They trust, are you understanding me? They trust their government. 
I know it's not like that for some of you here. But the trust to the extent that it's like the government is God to them. That trust is supposed to be given to only God. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So when the scripture gives an instruction and says, Arise, shine, it's talking to you like a triumphant Christian. Amen. It's talking to you like a believer that understands victory has been given to him. The victory that Jesus got, he didn't get it to keep it. He didn't need it. It was for you. Amen. You didn't get me. You didn't get me. The victory Jesus got, he didn't need it. It was for you. It's your victory. Amen. Jesus didn't die to save himself. He didn't need any saving. He came to save you. Glory to God. Never forget that. So all of this drama is about you. So why should you live less than what has been paid for? Amen. I made up my mind that every inheritance that belongs to me, I will walk in it. Amen. I made up a mind that God's best is all I'm going to go for. I won't settle for anything less than God's best. I don't know about if there's somebody else that has made that decision. I will not settle for anything less than God's best. But now I found out from scripture that the only way I can have God's best is that I will not allow myself to be in that place of lack of knowledge. My people are disenfranchised, amen, for lack of knowledge. My people are shortchanged for lack of knowledge. My people are deprived for lack of knowledge. You know, we always read the one in Hosea 4, 6. Put it up. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Am I correct? Put it up. Let's read together. He said, my people, who are they? His people, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt no more be no more priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. So the knowledge is talking about is not scientific knowledge, the law of God. Amen. The word of God. It's talking about the knowledge of God's word. Amen. But I want to show you another one. That we don't always look at. Um, go to Isaiah 5. I believe it should be 13. Um, 13. Isaiah 5, 13. Thank you. It says, Therefore, my people, similar thoughts, are gone into what? Captivity. The other one said destroyed. Now it said captivity. Why? Because they have no knowledge. Are you seeing that? When there's no knowledge, there'll be captivity. There'll be destruction. 
Because they have no knowledge. So they've gone into captivity. Listen to me. You can be a Christian. Love the Lord with all your heart. And still be oppressed by demonic spirits. And still be dying of cancer. And contact COVID. It's not because that's your portion. It's because you don't know what to do. Amen. Or put it better, you've not understood what salvation has done for you. What, what being born again has done to you. Do you know that your salvation does not only affect your spirit? Man has a spirit. A man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. All right? Now, when you got born again, your spirit was instantly saved. Amen. Did you get that? Ah. You know, I, I like explaining salvation because it is the foundational understanding that anyone that is in Christ should have. When that understanding is shaky, everything they teach you, they just dropped it on sand. Amen. Are you understanding me? Any wind that comes will wash it away. Somebody don't even know what it means to be born again. So they say, I have repented. Before I repented, I was unrepentant. <laughs> salvation is more than a repentance. Repentance is not salvation. Never get confused. Repentance is not salvation. Repentance is not salvation. You can repent and not be saved. If you were a cigarette smoker and you stopped smoking, you have repented. You've repented. If you were an armed robber, they arrested you and locked you up in jail. After you served your sentence of 10 or 12 or 14 years, you come out and you stop being an armed robber. You have repented. It doesn't mean you are saved. Are you listening to me? So don't get it confused. So someone asks, so is there no repentance? I always explain it this way. For us as Christians, repentance is after our salvation. Salvation is now what the Christian, for us, repentance is that we change our mind and our actions about certain things. So if I go wrong, I repent because I'm already saved. Amen. So there is a doctrine of repentance in the New Testament. But repentance is not salvation. If you don't understand it, stay there. So, salvation. You have to understand the salvation. Salvation is not that you now are going to church. You can go to church and you are listening to me right now. You are not saved. That means you are just around church, marinated for hell. You will go. If you pass on today, or Jesus comes today, you won't go because you are a church member. So, what is that salvation? See, I said your spirit is saved. 
But that salvation in your spirit affects every other part of you. It affects your mind and affects your body. Amen. It means that the moment you are saved, there is a new life that has come into your spirit. Did you get that? John 10, 10, Jesus said, The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, But I have come that they might have life. Now, King James says, Have it more abundantly. Actually, he says, And have it to the overflow. Meaning that this life I'm giving is not in measure. It's all of the life that I have I'm giving to them. So that's what he came for. He came to give life. Have you not read scripture? At least you know John 14, 6. Let me just stay with the known scriptures. It's Jesus said, I am the way. Then he said the truth and what? Not a life, oh, the life. Listen, humanity was given a life. But the life is different from a life. A dog has a life. A plant has a life. Humans have a life. God has the life. So Jesus said, I am the life. He said it more than once. At one point, when, when John the Beloved saw him in Revelation 1.18, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, it is that life that was imparted to your spirits. That's what makes you born again. Born again is not that you are not singing church songs. We are going to heaven. No, 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 no. Born again is that the ordinary human has become a God-man. Amen. Are you understanding me? See, there are two names God, Jesus answered. Son of man and son of God. So, the son of God became the son of man that the sons of men might become the sons of God. Did you get that? Jesus, the Son of God, became a Son of Man. Son of Man means a man born of a a human. So that sons of men will become sons of God. Are you getting the picture now? So we are sons of God in the sense that we are offsprings God gave birth to us amen Amen. I am a child of God so in our family in our family we know all things in our family we walk in divine health in our family, the world is our inheritance. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, I now identify with my new family. The challenge is that even if some of us have received a new life, we've not been taught the new lifestyle. So, why are you coming to church? 
to be trained in the new lifestyle. Because you only knew how to live life, a life, a human life. You were trained in human living. The lifestyle you were trained in is human. I say, ah, ah, they'll check your body. You have not been sick since. Ah, this, sir. Are you sure? It's, you know, it's up to six months you've not been sick. No, somebody, no, I'm sure you have been sick. You didn't tell me. The human life believes that it has to be sick. You say, ah, as we say in Nigeria, you mean that since you started business, you've never been broke? It's not possible. Everybody must go up and down. Up and down is normal. What he's saying is true, but it's based on the human life. The life, the life that God gave us doesn't go up and down. It's a glory to glory life. The path of the just, that was a prophetic scripture in Proverbs 4, 18. The path of the righteous is as the shine. Why is he shining? There's a life in him. That life, hiya. Jesus said, He said, the Bible said, John 1 4, He said, In Him was life. And that life is what? The light of man. That means anybody that has that life has light inside Him. He Himself has become a light. When Jesus walked the face of the earth, He told them, He said, I am the light of the world. Now that He has gone, you and I are the light of the world. That's why the Bible said in Psalm 50 verse 2, out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God had shined. Amen. That means that Zion, if you want to see the beauty of God, go to Zion. If you want to see the beauty of God, come and see me. Amen. If you want to see the beauty of God, the perfection of beauty, come and see my life. Get what I'm saying. You see, where I wanted to teach you from, I just had to, I had to come back and explain this. Salvation means you've received that life that shines. It's a life that shines. There's a glow in that life. There's a glow in that life. You know, in the upper room in Acts chapter 2, The scripture talked about, ah, thank you, Lord. How they were together in the upper room. And there came the sound of a mighty rushing wind and filled the house where they were. Then the King James said that there were cloven tongues like as of fire and sat on each one. Now, for lack of how to explain it, he said cloven tongues like of fire. You see, they saw tongues of lambent fire on them. That glow is the life of God, amen, that came into their spirits. From that moment, they started shining. Listen, do you know that, I don't know if I should say this now because it will make me explain it, start explaining again. Long before that time. Do you know Abraham did not have the life of God? Do you know that? Abraham had covenant with God, but he did not have eternal life. Do you know Samson 
did not have eternal life. Do you know that? That means he didn't have that life that glows. Yet, they had victories. Do you know that even great David did not have eternal life? Nobody could have eternal life until Jesus came. That's why Jesus said, I have come that they might have life. Nobody could give it. Only Jesus could give it. And the day you got born again, what you received is the life of God. Amen. Amen. There are two different things between receiving the life of God and receiving the Holy Spirit. There are two different things. What makes you born again is that you receive the life of God. It's not that you now go to church. No. It's that you received the life of God. You know how a human being has the DNA of his parents? You understand that? All right? So you have the DNA of God. Amen. That's what it means to be born again. That's what it means to be born again. So, in actual fact, the things that happen to God are the only things that should be happening to you. You didn't hear me well. Have you not seen all those kind of movies like um, 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 vampire movies? All right? Or zombie movies. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You know zombies. The Walking Dead, you know. <laughs> vampire movies or zombie movies. Then you see that somebody, in, let's use the vampire ones, they bite you. All right? They bite. <laughs> okay, they bite the person, which can be you. <laughs> when I say you, you will pay more attention. So they bite you <laughs> on the neck. And then what happens to the person they beat? After a while, the eye color starts changing. It starts. <laughs> Now, it means that the moment that a life has been imparted. So, you expect that what happens to vampires should start happening to him. He's still to start growing out. Are you understanding me? His eyes will change. Then, all of a sudden, instead of eating pizza, he wants to drink blood. Is that so? Good. The same way now, you have the life of God. The things that happen to God... <laughs> is what we expect to see happening to you. Amen. Amen. Okay, Jesus Christ was on earth for three and a half years in ministry. Let's, okay, for 30 years, before the three and a half years. Was there any time the scripture now said Jesus was admitted in specialist hospital so they could not have the crusade at Galilee? Amen. Hello? Was there a time they said that Jesus saw the lepers and he wore hand gloves? No, you are not answering me now. Then he wore gloves so that he would not be infected by the lepers. The life that God imparted to you, it cannot be infected. Let me explain something to you. You see, if you don't hear what it can do, you will not experience what it can do. Are you listening to me? Yeah. 
Why did Jesus tell them? He said in Mark 16, my time is up. He said there, he said, and this sign shall follow them that believe. Then he said, in my name, they shall cast the devil. He said, they will drink, if they drink any deadly thing, what will happen? It shall not hurt them. What he's saying is that they cannot be infected. If they drink something deadly, it means that the life in them will paralyze the poison in it. It means the potency of that life is stronger than the potency of any virus. It's stronger than the potency of any disease. Why was Jesus laying hands on leprous people? Why was he laying hands on them? Because he couldn't be infected. He said, okay, that was Jesus. You don't understand. Jesus gave you the same life. You don't have a life any shade less than what Jesus had. Did you hear me? If Jesus gave you anything less, salvation is a fraud. And we know salvation is not a fraud. So say, I have the life of God. Say it again, I have the life of God. I have the very life of God in my blood. Listen, now, listen. that life, first of all, is imparted to your spirit. But by meditation, it starts affecting your blood. That's why someone that could have been SS, when you start meditating on that consciousness of the life, you see that all the crises and the symptoms of SS are no more there. I've seen people that even when they went to check them, they, they say it's SS, but they're no more having symptoms. No more having crisis. Why? The life of God has affected their blood. The life of God will affect your intelligence. You cannot be a dunce in Christ Jesus. There's no dunce in Christ Jesus. There's only those that are not using the wisdom of God. The moment you got born again, the Bible talks about soundness of mind. That soundness of mind is fueled by the life of God. If you think... You will, you will think like God. Amen. Amen. There is no course you cannot pass. There is no exam you are writing that you cannot understand. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so you, if you were failing before, I want you to know that you don't have any reason to fail. After COVID, let them bring the exam. When you open the textbook, you will know the heart of the author, what he meant to write. Amen. There is no equation that will confuse you. Are you listening to me? This is what we're talking about. This is the practicality of our salvation. You cannot manage a small business. The business, don't bring in forces every week. Forces, forces, forces. You can't manage it. Business falling apart. No! You have a mind that can handle $4.6 billion. You have only three staff. You can't sleep. These staff want to kill me. They want to kill me. Three. Three staff. Three staff. None of them have BSc. Three staff. Would you know why? <laughs> you cannot manage them. <laughs> 
Three star Virginia Wayek is giving you a headache. Amen. Yeah, talking about nations. Amen. The capacity God gave us, we will manage multinational firms. If you are running with horsemen and they weary you, what will happen to the chariots? Amen. Lift your hand and say, the life of God is at work in me. Stand on your feet everywhere. Just begin to thank him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just pray in tongues for a minute or two. I don't know what you heard, but just pray in tongues for a minute. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.